Hey, sweetheart, I love you. I love you. God is so, 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 so pleased with you. God said, you are ready. You have matured. You have made necessary adjustments. Everything has came up higher. You are so serious. You are so determined to possess everything that has your name on it. You're showing God how serious you are to fulfill. God said, you are not playing around with your worship. You are not playing around with your praise. You are not playing around with your giving of thanks. You're not playing around with your sowing. And he's not playing around with your reaping. God said, I have a set day and time for everything that I call you to do, place before you, it falls right in place. As you continue to walk, as you continue to walk, things are falling right in place. When we think of the word suddenly, we think of right now, but everything of God happens by faith. Believe in his right now to not believe that it will not happen to not believe that maybe it's not yet to not believe maybe it's a different season or a different time no you have before you have God said he is not playing around with this ministry he laid his life down He's developing so much. God said, I'm pulling things out of you. You discovering more of you. We are better together. You bring out the best in me, sweetheart. And I bring out the best in you. Changes happen when we are in position or one accord. To God, perfection is knowing who you are and remaining knowing who you are. Many people are crying, are weary, afraid to leave the house because so much is happening outside of the house, outside of the home. And God said, before things become better, sometimes it looks like it's gotten worse. But it's not to look at the worse and consider it to never get better, but to declare the better on top of the worse. And that's how change is present. That's what brings forth change. God said, I'm showing the problems in societies. I'm showing, giving you things to declare and decree over. I'm not wanting you. My desire is not for any of you to cry, to worry, to panic, to become afraid. My purpose is to expose what's happening 
so you can become more spiritually violent and take it back. Restoration is just not financial. It's just not relational. Neither is it seasonal. Restoration is taking back land, taking back territories, taking back religion, taking back true theology to eliminate falsified theology, taking back congregations, taking back schools, jobs, assets, land, property, taking it all back. So anything sweet that you see, anything that you see and you know it's not of God, declare and decree, expose it unto you because the power of life and death is in your mouth and you declare words of life and speak life over it. A protest is not efficient, not even sufficient, is not even a positive change because everybody comes together in an emotional state due to something that tragically happened. And everybody on one accord with the same emotions, anger, bitter, resentment, division, kick for attack, retaliation, unforgiveness, everything contrary to the fruits of the spirit. We cannot allow anything, nor anyone, nor any place to cause us to go backwards when we're moving forward like never before. God looking for us to say, enough is enough. I had it with the news. I had it with all these things that's taking place. I had it with the government. I had it with these nations against every nation. I had it with the war. I had it with the economy. I had it with COVID. I had it with any sickness or disease. I had enough of it. Now do something about it. God want us to have that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know, had enough of it. Now take it by force. Because a protest and a campaign, it comes together to make a point. It's not okay what just happened. But that's addressing it on the level of the problem where we have to speak higher, think higher, feel higher regarding any matter. I cannot address the problem on the level of the problem. I cannot think about the problem on the level of the problem. I cannot feel about the problem on the level of the problem. My feelings have to be higher. My thoughts have to be higher. My ways have to come up higher regarding any problem. God said, Quenisha, today, answer this question today. Not from yesterday's answer, not for tomorrow, today. Why do you want to marry Dwight? Today, and he put it in me, he wanted me to ask. I mean, he wanted me to answer. He wanted to ask. Because I need his help, God. Spiritually, to come alongside with me so we can fulfill while we're here. Because you spared us. You kept our feet from being moved. You defend us greatly. You prosper us. No weapon formed against us should ever prosper against us. You're always helping us. Delivering and sparing us day to day, no matter what fiery dot 
We are never forsaken, never struck down, never destroyed. And you kept me in this man through it all from his end to mine, from my end to his. We're here today. Everything happens in threes when it comes to God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the beginning, middle, and the end. Alpha and Omega. He didn't say Alpha, Omega, Alpha and. The and is the present. Beginning and end. Because he's still the same yesterday, today, forevermore. There goes to three. It's in three parts. Like we are a three-part being. Spirit, soul, and body. Three. Satan tempted Christ three times. Jonah in the belly of a whale three days. Apostle Paul without sight three days. Christ risen on the third day. The Trinity three. Very powerful. I'm in love with you today, tomorrow, and forevermore regarding any change, spirit, soul, and body. I'm not married to Dwight how he is now. I'm married to you forevermore as a whole. And my love can only increase as you increase with your age, with your way of being, your growth, your spiritual development, discoveries, increase upon increase, precept upon precept, line upon line. Every step of yours has already been ordered and I'm so proud of you. God never heard me say I needed you and actually meant it until today. Because I see why we're here and the change that we bring, which are us, while we're here. We are the change. We have so much zeal, so much of God's perfection regarding his character on the inside to be released. I feel your hunger. I feel your thirst. And it's raining on you. Don't look forward for things to happen that's already happening to you. See it happening for you. Stop looking for the future to come to pass now. It's already happening for you. That's like asking rain and asking sunshine and asking for snow or any seasonal weather and you're right in the midst of it and not even aware. It's harvest time for you. God said you're ready. But you have things to fall in place. Just keep doing what you're doing. I don't just fast and pray for me. I fast and pray also for you. Enjoy the benefits of that. I'm in love with you past, present, and future. That would never, ever change. 
I give you a standing ovation. The entire kingdom does. And everything in it does. Because you were the one to stand the entire time. When I was moving around. Even when it didn't look like anything can happen regarding you and I. You still stood and you still praise. You still giving thanks and you still continue to worship God. The reason why some of the people were trying to figure out during the time in the beginning of this preparation. What's going on? Because you were relating in ways you never have. Because no one ever thought you were going through what you were. No one but those who knew. No one knew. And God says, so many know now without us even saying anything because they can feel. Something is about to happen with them too. I can feel a connection with them too. I can see. God says, some are like, I can see that happening. Some are like, oh, wow. I wouldn't have thought that. But okay, God. And some like, wow. What is God about to do now? We will always be humble. We will always sharpen each other and be sharpened by others. We will always communicate effectively, respectfully. We are better together. Together we are better. God says twin flames are very rare how he created. And we're one set. Two individuals sharing the same soul. That's why it's so intensifying. That's why sometimes we have to really pray over our spirit, soul, and body. Because we are just that much in love. It's perfect. Now, I'm not speaking on a sense without mistakes. No, the emotion itself that is felt, that is passion, that is heartfelt is perfect. It's an agreement. It's on one accord. It's one. You already know we can never fail because of the love. It's so intensifying. I can feel how you're feeling all the time. Sometimes it wakes me up out of my sleep to just give God praise or just, you know, or pray, declare, decree. I can see from a mile away. God had to teach me never to be the wife, to think I'm Jehovah Nisi. I'm not your victory. I'm not your defender. I can never be that woman, that mother, that sister. Me as a daughter of God. A creation, period. No matter what appear to be troublesome, we have sea in the ground. And we're going to continue to water more sea with praise. 
Our purpose is to snatch people out of the hide and not leave them there. So it doesn't matter what's to be said or done. God is your defender, not me. I can never be in my emotions regarding you or my child. Or should I say children? Seeing things and hearing things and knowing things that I had no idea was even set up to even happen to me. Like children. God showed me a photo of you and our children. And the reason why he didn't have me and DJ in the picture, because he wanted me to see what he was trying to show me, how strong your genes are. I don't know if it's, you know, hereditary or if it's starting from you. But you in a picture with these children, you guys had on the same colors. And you all look just alike. But I see myself too. But from the looks of it, it looked like you carried these children around and not me. Your genes are very strong and God want me to know that. And every single one of them look more like you than me. But I see myself in every single one of them. Let me tell you why God put it in my heart to desire children that I wasn't even aware because we granted we're favored prosperous giving freely an ability to bring forth eternal beings our bodies can you understand bring forth living souls Spirits and bodies in three parts. Creating children to live forever. To encounter God. Having the ability for God to use us to bring forth his creation out of us. Together. Your traits, my traits combined. Your genes, my genes combined. Personalities combined. The blood combined. And it forms a baby that grows up and continues to grow. To be a young man, to a grown man, a young woman, to a grown woman. Why wouldn't I want to do that? If I could cause kingdom expansion within my own home. And it's not just any old way. It's pleasurable. Because you releasing physical intimacy with the one you love. The one you care for. Like no other. Because there is none. I don't care how many I don't care what age. I'm not doing anything to have it to happen. I'm not doing anything to stop it. Whatever it be, that's what it's going to be. Coming from me. <laughs>
I have to marry you to get started. But I thank God for the visions and dreams regarding it. To see a picture of the future like that. And these wasn't even no baby boys. These were kids. Like four or five. And it was a very nice picture of you all. And you was wearing the same colors. It was, I think, red tops and like blue jeans. And you all had on button-up shirts. Collar button-up shirts. It was very nice. You are a great father. You are a great husband. You're a great friend. You're a great stepdad. You're a great person. And I thank you for putting up with me. Even when you didn't think that it was any hope to even come alongside with me. By you just saying in your heart, I forgive you. Now I'm going to help you and push past all that I've been through. That's for better or worse. That's unconditional love. It don't matter what it took for you to get to that point. You're there now. I wouldn't be this far if it wasn't for you. God using you to help me. The very same thing that the enemy meant for evil. To have me to walk away from you and whatever I cause you. Use the very same thing, which is me, for you to bless me and help me and teach me and help me to become shaped and molded as to who I am originally. Your worship has increased. Your praise has increased. I'm seeing the side of you I've never seen. I'm discovering who you really are and not what the world had you to be. It's like now that I'm here, I'm in position with you. It's like another side of you is out because you're better. It's like I bring out the best in you. You bring out Losaki. Oh, oh God. I didn't mean to break down like that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I wish you could hold my hands while I say these things to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. For never just saying, I don't want it anymore. You had your chance. It can never be anybody else. And that goes for you and me. Now we can walk outside the will. It's not forced. But we want the will. We willed ourselves to the will. 
and God couldn't have chosen a better partner for me of a lifetime. I really learned how to be patient to be patient and be in love at the same time be patient and want to hug you at the same time I want to be who I am to you naturally at the same time and it's worth whatever day God set out for me I thank him for it anyway anyhow beforehand I thank God for you past, present, and future. You're doing so well, God is saying to me. So well. God say that you are just because kind of gentleman. Sometimes you want to do things for me and with me just because I love you, just because I'm thinking of you. Here's a song just because you're on my heart. And, you know, here's a flower just because you are just because type of guy, God said. And God say, you gain pleasure when I just embrace what you do just because. And not talk so much about it, but just like, you know, embrace what you have done. Thank you for it and just receive. You get honor and pleasure when I just receive from you. And now that explains why sometimes I called you out on what you do. You stop because you just want me to embrace. <laughs> just receive it. Don't talk so much about it. I'm learning you. I'm learning what it really feels like to actually exhale. And you know, that's a movie. And to exhale is like finally, like <sighs> nothing missing, nothing lacking, or nothing broken. We must continue to communicate. Don't ever lose sight of that. I do not want to be the last one to hear about anything regarding you when I'm with you. Especially if I'm married to you. And the same goes for me. Know what to say, know what not to say regarding what goes on in our home. But you know who you could go to regarding prayer. Words of wisdom. Some things out of excitement will be talked about, especially when we become newlyweds. How is it? It's amazing. And it, it blesses people and it glorifies God and it causes people to want his will regarding, you know, everything. Wow, I didn't know merge was like that. Because people think the longer you be married, the more it seems to not be as it is when you first meet. But to God, it gets better and better. Jesus watching me talk to you. And he's listening. Ah. <laughs> he has a lot of envelopes. Yeah. He has a lot of envelopes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he has on his white robe. Yeah. See, he appeared to show up in a way so you can know what's happening without him even opening his mouth because you're just that in tune to the presence, to his personality, because of the personal relationship. See, but I'm having that robe and I'm invitations. That's the message he's trying to tell me what's happening right now. Because he don't normally come like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Thank him for it. God, show me you moving. Yeah. Have you already moved? I'm not talking about with your feet in a journey. I mean like location-wise. Because I feel that God is blessing you so much. Are you even aware that you're going to move? Oh, wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> God. Oh, did you already move? I don't know. Did I tell him before he knew? I don't know. But I see more space for you. This is what God had me to say to you. When it comes to things and places and property and things like that, don't look at things as eye candy and claim it. But thank God for everything regarding the same matter, but the things that have your name on it. You don't want that house because it looks good. I know that. But thank God for the house that has your name on it. And it may be that house, but it may not. We don't want to claim things that have somebody else's name on it. You understand? So thank God for the things that have your name on it. Whether you are aware what they are or not. Just having a heart. Thank you, Father, for the things that have my name on it. The locations, the property. You understand? God showed me a safe. Not no safe deposit box. No. He had me to walk into my account in a vision in a safe. Now, you know when you go downstairs in a bank and through the tunnel, through the walkway, you know you got something down there that's very viable, very royal regarding royalties. When a tailor get extra security and get a special agent to walk you downstairs, that you need a code, a key, a lock, a key, whatever it is to open up, turn it even, like you turning a stirring wheel, to open that up and receive what's inside. See, everything falling in place as we continue to use our faith, but not using our faith to believe that it's going to happen one day. No, use your faith to know that you're walking into the possibilities, walking into the realities of manifestation from God's kingdom on earth. So shall it forever be. On earth as it is. From God's kingdom to here. You understand? I thank God for just having you with me. I'm so excited. I have to calm down sometimes. Because when I seen you minister yesterday, you were transforming. And whenever God's presence hits you so tangibly like that, you transform a lot. And I can see it. I can feel it. I hear it. I'm a part of it. I'm encountering it. And it took a lot in me not to want to jump on you. I want to jump on you. Yeah. 
I still have to pray over myself daily. I pray over you daily because I'm in love with you, spirit, soul, and body. I'm greatly, highly attracted to you in every way that I must continue to pray. You don't ever have to wonder, are you wanted by me? You are always wanted. More than what you can ask of you. <laughs> I mean that literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just going to be like that. I tried everything I could to get it off. I thought it was not supposed to be like that. But I just got to maintain it's going to be like that. Sanctified, filled with Holy Spirit, still in love like this, still attracted like that. Just gotta maintain my thoughts by renewing my mind. Because when a man think of it his heart, so is he. So I took this time out. You darn right I did. To say I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of the man that God has revealed unto me. It's like I feel to serve you like. I wouldn't mind opening your door, pulling out your chair. Yeah, I love you. I serve you. I have a passion for you. Yeah. I've never been so open because everything I'm feeling and I'm counting for the first time, it can only be done in the will of God regarding one person and you are that person. So here it is. Yeah. I love how you are. I love that you're more calmer than me. Even though you're radical, but you're a lot calmer than me in a lot of ways. And I'm so glad because I need that. <laughs> I need how you are. How you are. I love how you look at me. Thank you. I'm ready to be at the altar with this. I'm trying to tell I'm ready to be at the altar. I don't care. Jason t shirt. I'm good. Oh my God. For real, though. Yeah. Because I can feel the ministry and what we're here to do together. Being a help and being helped. Yeah. I'm excited to have our family expanded. Yeah. Are you? You seen that picture I seen. You better be. <laughs> that was a nice picture. It was. Uh-huh. Let me tell you another dream I have. I think I shared this one. It was about a little girl, this one. God had me to see her, but I couldn't hold her. And I was like, this is my baby. God said, yeah, this is your baby. Looking at the future. My God. <laughs> but I couldn't hold her. No. And I was like, oh my goodness, Father, can I look again? Yeah. So guess what I did? In a dream, I realized I had a cell phone in my back pocket. So I thought if I take my cell phone out and take a picture, I can bring it back into our earthly reality, wake up and look at the picture. And God, you know, when he turned his back, he knew I was going to do that. So I hurry up and try to snap it. And God said, look at the picture. I looked, it was nothing captured. 
God said, the reason why I don't have you to have that picture, Quenisha, is because it has to manifest. It has not naturally manifested. But it's a promise. You see your promise right here in front of you. So amazing. Yeah. Thank you. God say twin flames are very rare. Very rare. That's why it's so intensifying how you feel. That's why your love for me will always be like that. And that's why you respond the way you do regardless love. If you notice, a lot of men don't respond the way how you're responding regarding love and marriage. Not saying they don't respond. They respond in their way because everybody has significant other. But the way how you respond, it's like, come on, whoa. Like people not aware be like, it's not that serious. But it actually is. Because you wouldn't be the way you are if it wasn't. Because you're not an exaggerator. You're an honest person. You're not going to fake nothing. You can't fake that. <laughs> that love is all over you. <laughs> that love is... <laughs> it has covered you greatly. It's clearly seen. People can feel it around you. People know it without even asking you. God says so many know about us, but just, you know, appropriately stand in their lane because it's not their place to say anything. But many do know without us even saying a word. I'm so proud of you. You held it down for us. And not just you and I, but the entire ministry and all the souls being brought back to God concerning it. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't ask for a better man. No one created to put up with me. <laughs> it's not much to put up with, but you know, <laughs> you can't walk away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? And neither can I with you. God knew just when to have us connect back. And this time, on one accord. We didn't see it coming. You did not expect me to message you that night that I did. Now, did you? No. It's like you didn't expect to walk in that choir room and recognize and discover who I am to you. Did you? No. You walk right into it as it was falling in place. So many other things you just walk right into. You expect to walk right into me. You understand? Being aware of who you are during the times I encountered you under the same roof. That was not easy for me. That was not. Getting out of that marriage and knowing that I got married and 
going through healing from being embarrassed and being ashamed and going through a whole healing process of what have I done? You understand? And then God talking about you. Now you're part in it. Oh God, let me just die. I did what? I caused what? Oh God, I never meant to hurt anybody. I love everybody. I, I caused what? You understand, sweetie? It was a lot for me. And then on top of that, it was like one thing after another since I've been on one accord with you. And God always had me to come out on top, you on top, so much bigger and brighter than before. Every time. It's like, man, you had a lot of, whew, we had a lot of those. <laughs> yes. I want to thank you for showing me the view out that window. Now, I'm not talking about when you had your shirt, you know, two, um, two buttons on button, all that. No. Not that part. I like that part, though. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah. But mm. anyway, but man. <laughs> oh, God. But I just want to say thank you for showing me outside that window because you took me on a journey that you never did before. You opened up in a way you never did. You showed me something that you never showed me before. Even though it was a view, but you never showed me. You opened up. Because I'm going to tell you, before this preparation, before this preparation, I was very closed. And I know you can tell in the past, I was cool, but still closed. I'm not, I wasn't as open as I am now, and you know it. Because you brought out the best in me. God used you to bring the best out of me. And using a podcast, won't he do it? I'm the only woman who God used to have a podcast to prepare for something like this. And there are others like, you know, men are dogs. Men are all, come on, ladies, this man, this, this man, that. No, this is God. I love this man. I honor this man. Him as a whole, not for what he can do. I love him because he is who you say he is, God. I don't care what kind of job he has. I love him. We're here together. And we will fulfill our assignment together. Wherever you work at, you're the best employee to me every month. But let me go up there and give you a pay raise. <laughs> raise your pay. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm enjoying being with you now, not waiting to. I'm enjoying you now. I'm ready to come home. Yeah, go in the bedroom. <laughs> For real, though. Go in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just do music. God say, Quinesia. Don't think he don't read between the lines. Talking to him is like talking to yourself. He picks up very well. Your anointing is the same. You may demonstrate it differently, but it's definitely the same. 
the things that are hitting you to pick up first. It's exposed first unto you. Angel, wow. Yes. They said what you're saying is so, you know, breathtaking. Because we don't hear, you know, words of honor regarding a significant other as much anymore. And guess what? That has just changed. That has just changed. I can never, you know, say that I've been with you all these years and in a sense of being comfortable, meaning to let myself, you know, not become better, but slack and become lazy. Now, I'm not a neat freak, but I am clean. You understand? I thank God for you. Like my shoes, they right here beside me now. They got in the closet. <laughs> Hallelujah. I haven't bathed all week. You know what I'm saying? I'm just playing. <laughs> See me? Hold up now. You don't bathe? No. Amy. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I like playing with you because you don't know. You're not staying with me. <laughs> Let me get in the shower a couple of days. You know, that's what you can think I'll be behaving. You know? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I like playing with you. You still here? Oh, God. I like playing with you. You're my buka. Yeah, my buka. I love my book Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I thank God for you. Yeah. I love you. Love you. Love you. Yes. I'm honored to say I know you. And more gladly to say I'm going to marry you. Yes. It's my time for now. I don't want to hold you the whole hour. No. You're worth it, though. Thank you for everything. It wasn't easy. No. But look at you now. Much stronger. Much wiser. Before you go, I want to talk a little bit about Joseph and Benjamin. According to the word, they're about six to seven years apart. And it's nothing like having the same dad, but it's nothing like having the same mother coming from out the same womb as siblings. And Joseph and Benjamin, you know, had the same mother and father, just them two. And Jacob had 13, 12 sons, and Dina, a daughter. You know... He had some by Leah, some by Rachel, I think six by Leah, two by Rachel, and the others by both of their, you know, handmaids, which became his concubine. And you have to look at the story of Joseph in regarding his brother Benjamin. You know, it says Jacob was already at an old age when he gave him birth to Joseph. Seven years added on to that, there goes Benjamin. 
And Rachel, you know, went home due to complications of giving birth to the Benjamin. So Benjamin grew up without his mother. Joseph had encounters with his mother. And Benjamin had to ask Joseph about his mother. Why did she die? How did she die? And Joseph had to tell him, you know, in a way that he can understand so he won't feel like it's his fault. You know, she had complications after she given birth to you. Because any child would feel like she died giving birth to me, it's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm glad I'm here, but I'm, you know, I'm sorry she left. So Joseph became more of a mentor, a big brother, you know, all of that to Benjamin. Because he needed that. He didn't grow up knowing his mother. And you could tell the relationship was very strong. And when Joseph was betrayed, they said Jacob was no, no more good because Joseph was gone. So you can just imagine Benjamin's upbringing. Now he was loved and cared for, but it wasn't the same without Joseph being there. He was his best friend, you can tell. They were always close. The first person that Joseph asked for by portraying his brother, I mean, not portraying his brothers, but by, you know, testing his brothers was through Benjamin. Would they spare Benjamin? And Benjamin's age was in his, think, 33? When Jacob came alongside to meet, you know, reunite, excuse me, with Joseph again. And you saw your brother last at seven? Seen him after that? All those years later as a grown man. Wondering, how did you make it without me? How did they treat you when I were gone? Because I knew how they treated me. Was father any good for you? I mean, what was your upbringing like? Would you, you know? There was a lot of catching up they had to do. All of them. But Joseph and Benjamin had to do the most catching up. Because everybody else still had their mother and suffered them. So I know Benjamin had to ask, what happened to you, Joseph? What happened? And as I read, he never said that my brothers betrayed me. Now Jacob released the blessing upon all his sons. And when he got to Joseph, he giving him the longest blessing because he said, you were away from your family. You grew up away from us. You grew up, you know, without us. We all had each other growing up, but you were away, alone, elsewhere. They didn't mention about Joseph and what they'd done to when Jacob died. After he released the blessing, he passed away moments later. And then Reuben, Simon, Levi, Zebulon, God, you understand, Asher, and Naphtali, all of them were like, is he going to treat us bad now dad's gone? Is he going to really retaliate on us now because he was only being good maybe because dad was here? And they were asking and Joseph said, no, I would not do that to you. It was for the glory. In other words, I'm not going to take my word back. I'm not going to switch up on how I am. I'm not going to retaliate because dad, you know, went to home to be with the Lord. 
You see who I am. And I can only be what you see. I'm not going to change up on y'all. I'm not going to curry y'all. I'm not going to have y'all killed. I'm not going to have y'all thrown in jail. I'm not going to have y'all betrayed. And they were so happy to be spared. But they never had that conversation before Jacob passed. There's something that they kept amongst themselves as brothers. We're not going to tell our father what you will be actually done to you. Now, whether Jacob deserted or what, it still wasn't too much mentioned. But the most it was mentioned after Jacob passed. Because they was afraid that Joseph was going to get them now Jacob dead. They thought he was just being nice because Jacob was there. You understand? But that the case, he would have got them <laughs> before he had them to go get Jacob. <laughs> you understand? But anyway, I just thought it was an interesting testimony. Because I dig and God, you know, reveal hidden things in the word. And when I mean hitting me, things that wasn't able to be written because there's so much information for one book. There's so much more to every story. Hallelujah. So amazing. They left as teenagers and a little boy and met back up as two grown men. That's all they have of their mother is each other. That's why when it comes to siblings, it's so powerful. Because we can't let people, places or things tear us apart. And one word tears a lot of siblings apart and it's called favoritism. And some parents not aware that they can treat one better than the other. And many of them who feel that way, go and say it. They're not going to hold it back. You get treated better. Oh, you like them more than me. And they'll say it right in your face. You think you better or they treat you better. And it causes resentment among siblings. But they still love each other, but still could feel in the atmosphere. You, you get treated better. You get favoritism. You get favorite treatment. Had that been me, it would have it been like this. It would have been this way, that way. And we got to treat every child the same. But sometimes it seems a lot easier for a parent to, you know, reach out to a child that's, that listens, you know? It's easier because you're doing everything I ask. You're such an easygoing child versus a child who keep constantly keep getting in trouble, keep getting locked up, keep winding up drunk and high all the time, messing up money, not keeping a job, always venting and arguing and cussing and fighting all the time. Your name is always in something. So that a parent can sometimes feel like you give me a hard time. And many times we feel like we're giving a hard time, we try to disregard that. We don't want no more trouble. We don't want no more. So we're just going to just give you your space. But we're not going to give up on you. But that's not how God looks at any of us as children. God don't ever say, I keep bailing you out of jail. I keep getting you off the streets. I keep getting you off the bed with these different people. I keep stopping you from going on the altar with different people. I keep stopping you from being bitter, being jealous, being angry, being lustful. Give me a hard time. He never says that. What he says is, I will never leave you, neither would I ever forsake you. I will never give up on you. If you notice, when we're doing what we're not supposed to do, we can feel God more. Hear God so much clearly. 
But what we're doing, we supposed to do is like we press into here because we're already alongside. You understand? He wants to stay with him. Stay, stay, stay. Hallelujah. So I lift that up regarding siblings right now. Because the thing is, Jacob knew how they felt about Joseph due to favoritism because they see it around him. Oh, you're the father's favorite. Jacob could have made 13 coats. Why you just make one, Jacob? And then have him to go in front of his brothers and parade it up and down. And you took your time to make it. Because Joseph was the one who always listened and followed father's orders. Yeah, but still, you got to still love the rest of them. It's like, I, it's, it's like saying, for your birthday, Quinesha, I'll give you 50. But for their birthday, I'll give them 1,000. Why? You understand? But what the devil meant for evil, which due to favoritism, God used that very same thing for good, which is favoritism. His favoritism. And when I say favor, I mean favor. Grace to be favored. Against an earthly way of favoritism. Because his brothers humbled themselves. And they connected more strongly. But none of that would never even went down. It's not like God written that down for him to prosper that way. No, God used that very same thing to cause him to prosper. Many of us thinking that, oh, I had to go through this in order to get here. No, with God, you know, he used with the devil meant for evil, God used that very same thing for good. He just showing us how faithful he is, how much in control he is, and how much he helps us. In spite of anything. Hallelujah. Seriously. Because God never intended for them to make up a lie like that. But he knew that was going to happen beforehand. And already had a way of an escape. Because that wasn't okay. That would never happen if Jacob would never done that. But we live and we learn. Hallelujah. He tried to bless Joseph's oldest child. I mean the youngest child over the oldest one. No. And Joseph said no. You're not. It's Manasseh. Not Ephraim. You understand. So we got to be mindful how we treat our children. Got to be the same. But every child is different. But the love must remain the same. Because every child can feel it if one is treated better. And they begin to look like, what makes you so special than me? Jealousy can be deadly. It's very toxic. So is envy. Many went home prematurely due to it. Hallelujah. So we must treat all our children the same. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Did I just preach to you? Oh, sweetie. <laughs> oh, God. God said you're a light sleeper, too. I was like, God, when, how am I going to get up and do what you have me to do in the middle of the night and I, without waking him up? I don't want to wake him up. And God said, oh, he's a light sleeper. Even though he's sleeping well, he hears everything. He's very alert. And many other times he'd be so drawn to be up with you. And there are some times he'd just roll back over and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I love you. And greatest he that's in us, he that's in the world. I love you. I'm so attracted to you. Inside out. Yeah, outside in. Mm-hmm. I'm patient, but I'm excited. I want every part of you. Yeah. Spirit, soul, and body. I love you. 